In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
to God on high. And on earth peace for men. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee. We glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King, God of honor almighty, O Lord, the only God's Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord, Thou holy, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, our most high, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, the giver of all that is good, by your holy inspiration, grant that we may think those things that are right, and by your merciful guiding accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the sixth Sunday of Easter, Rogate Sunday, is recorded in Numbers chapter 21. The children of Israel journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom, and the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people. And many of the people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, 
Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was, if a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is recorded in the Apostle Paul's first letter to Timothy, chapter 2. I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory be to Jesus said to his disciples, Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. These things I have spoken to you in figurative language. But the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I came forth from God. I came forth from the Father, and have come into the world, Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said to him, See, now you are speaking plainly and using no figure of speech. Now we are sure that you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. By this we believe that you came forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come that you will be scattered each to his own and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, Christ. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father, before all 
Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Jesus said to his disciples, Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from God. The hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered each to his own and will leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Once again, rogate, pray. Pray. In today's gospel, Jesus talks with his disciples about prayer. It is a theme for this Sunday of Easter time because of what he has done. We have full access to the Father to pray in Jesus' name is to rest the full confidence of our faith and life and salvation upon the Lord Jesus and his blood shed for our redemption. In today's gospel, Jesus talks with his disciples about prayer, about their faith, about their love for him, about their weaknesses, about the tribulation and distress of this world, about his victory and peace, about his love for them and his love for the Father, about the fullness of joy that comes from receiving him in his precious word, about how they will be scattered from him when he suffers, about how the world is full of tribulation and rejoices at the suffering and persecution of Christians, but about how peace is only found in him and his words about being of good cheer, no matter what, because he has overcome the world. Prayer. Prayer is the voice of faith in Jesus. Prayer is the cry of the church and her ministers. We pray to God the Father because we love his Son and because we believe in the Lord Jesus. If we don't believe in the Lord Jesus, we don't pray. We pray because our brothers and sisters need us. We pray because we need our brothers and sisters in the faith. We pray because the world needs us, even though the world hates us and doesn't think the world needs us. We pray because Jesus has died for the world. We pray 
Because suffering, even suffering that we brought upon ourselves, like that of the children of Israel who cried out against the Lord, the suffering that causes us to run away from him, just as the disciples also did. We pray because without this petition for mercy, there's no hope for the wayward sheep and the lost soul. We pray because the world is full of tribulation. And we simply do not have the strength to endure it. Look at Peter and James and John and all the rest. We pray because, believe it or not, he wants you to be of good cheer and to find your joy in Jesus. We pray because the church survives by the strength of her Lord and not any strength of her own. We pray very simply because we depend upon him. So I give you the congregation at prayer each week, not for something for you to do, but in these words of God, in the Psalter, in Bible verses, in catechism, in him, that you might receive. And receiving, have your faith comforted, and out of that faith to cry out in every time of need and trouble, and in every occasion for joy and rejoicing. The foundation for prayer is the word of God. Prayer is the voice of faith that claims the word of God. That's what prayer in Jesus' name means. And we have access to God in prayer, not by our own merits or how successful we have been in not doing the things that the children of Israel did or the disciples did, but we have access to God on the basis of the mercy and grace of God in Christ's shed blood. And we pray because we are baptized children. And on this Mother's Day, just as a mother will never turn away from her children, so the Lord will never turn away from us. Throughout Jesus' catechesis on Thursday night of Holy Week, Jesus emphasized the plural you when he talked to the disciples, when he talked to the church. We are so accustomed to hearing the word you always in the singular because our sinful flesh is always so self-absorbed. But in the Greek, it is really a plural that he uses here. And this makes all the difference because it emphasizes that although each one of us is called to individual faith in Christ by the word of the gospel and in the waters of baptism, that faith yokes us with our Lord and with one another. Just as faith looks outside of itself to Christ, so prayer looks outside of itself to Christ for the needs of others. You see, faith born of the gospel of God's love for us, where Jesus denied himself for our salvation, means that our faith in prayer looks outside of itself in faith and in prayer and concern and compassion for others. That gives us actually a much deeper sense of satisfaction and fulfillment when the life of prayer is looking out for our children and our friends and our brothers and sisters in Christ and our pastor and the needs of the church and of the world around us. Because in this way, instead of gazing at our own navels, so to speak, 
The faith in the gospel of Christ turns us outward in concern for others. This makes all the difference. Because each one of us is called not only to individual faith, but a corporate faith in the body of Christ. So we don't simply pray for myself. But when I pray to be a faithful husband, it is for the sake of my wife. When I pray to be a faithful father, it is for the sake of my children. When I pray to be a faithful pastor, it's for the sake of the congregation. When there is conflict in the church, we together pray for mercy, forbearance, patience, and forgiveness for one another. Sometimes our prayers are full of idolatry, like the children of Israel in the wilderness. Give me this! He didn't give me this! And they shook their fist at God and of his prophet Moses. Before we can begin to pray, we must learn to understand the love of Jesus for us. Our prayers rest on the fact that he was willing to die in love for unworthy sinners. It's why our prayers are even for kings, or perhaps we should use it in the language today, presidents and senators and governors, regardless of party affiliation. And St. Paul says we are to give thanks for kings and those in authority. And we are to pray for them, for their welfare and salvation and wisdom, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life that rests not in the things of this world, but in the promises of God. So you see, our prayer for others rests upon Jesus' love for a world of sinners who do not deserve his love and who even hate his love. Before we can begin to pray, we must learn to understand also that Jesus prays for us. It's an amazing concept. He prays for his church, as well as every individual Christian. You are important enough to him, upon whom he has placed his name, that he prays for you particularly by name. Hmm. He prayed for his disciples that they would receive the gospel and not be shorn from him, that they would trust in the word of God. He knew what was coming, and so he prayed that they would learn to forgive one another even as he had forgiven them, that they would be given strength to endure persecution without fear and to see in their persecution a testimony from the Lord himself that they belong to him and to rejoice. In St. Luke Passion, Jesus told Peter this stunning word, Simon, I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail, and when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. He foresaw in that word to Peter how he would walk through suffering and the cross of his own weakness only then to be turned around by the gospel in renewed faith to his Lord and for the benefit of his church as a preacher of the gospel. Isn't that wonderful? Even when Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. 
He was thinking about us. He was thinking about what was best for us. And he was commending himself to his Father's will for our benefit. And there would be no peace, and there would be no satisfaction, and there would be no fulfillment unless Jesus himself acquiesced to the Father's will because the Father's word is good and true. And prayer claims that and clings to that with all its heart. That's what prayer in Jesus' name is. How often do we lose sight of these things? No wonder then, Jesus says to his disciples, they'd been with him for three years, he had prayed with them, he had seen them pray from a distance quietly by himself, he taught them how to pray, giving them the words of the Lord's prayer. But apart from the experiences of life, the crucible where they are crushed and put to death and crucified as it were on the cross of their own vocation, they wouldn't really learn what it is to pray. But no wonder, Jesus says, until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, you will receive, that your joy may be full. Prayer in Jesus' name that rests upon the promises of God's word, that claims no merit of our own, but clings to the shed blood of Christ, that cries out to him because we are the baptized children of God. This is the prayer and the faith that sustains us in a joy that this world cannot give, in a peace which surpasses all understanding, because it rests squarely upon Christ. Joy comes when we commend the church, our brothers and sisters in Christ, the conflicts and uncertainty that beset us in the church and in our families, to that Lord who has overcome all tribulation of this world in his sacrifice upon the cross. He continually intercedes for you, for us today, for his church, for every individual Christian before the throne of grace. And by our Savior's prayers, whether we wake or whether we sleep, we are united with God the Father in the Holy Spirit and in faith and love for one another. On this Mother's Day, it would be good to think about how mother's love is related to God's love. Sometimes it's difficult to understand the love of a mother for her children until you have children of your own who are one with your own flesh and the fruit of that union. The depth of such yearning, desire for the welfare of another. That's not only what a mother has for her children, it is what God has for us. And connecting this to prayer, listen to what Herman Sasse says There is nothing that so holds and carries our children as the intercession we make for them as parents. There also is nothing that more deeply binds parents and children together. There would be far less anxiety about our children 
if we would lay all our cares for them on the Father heart of God. There is nothing that so binds husband and wife together, that so helps them bear each other's burdens as the intercessions they make for each other. There is also nothing in the church which so binds its members together as interceding for one another. When for years on end the Apostle Paul sat in prison while his mission congregations were left without protection, helpless in the world, there yet remained this one thing that he could do for them. Pray. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. This prayer of the Apostle Paul, like a father for his children, his congregation. This prayer broke through the walls of the prison and bound the apostle and his congregation together. If that is so of the intercession which we human beings make for one another here on earth, how much more powerful is that intercession which the head, Christ Jesus, makes for us? The Apostle Paul said, pray without ceasing. What does it mean? It is so easy to hear that as a word of law, something we must do. But to pray without ceasing is an invitation to believe, to receive the word of God, and to live one's entire life as a prayer that speaks back to God what he himself has first spoken to us. It includes our petitions, to be sure. And it also includes such things as a mother's undying love for her children that not only binds her to them all the days of her life, but also shapes her intercession and prayer to the Father on their behalf. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. It is almost as if Jesus were saying, you haven't even begun to understand the richness of the life of prayer that is centered in me. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, you will receive that your joy may be full. And this takes a lifetime of learning until we stand with him face to face in the glory that never ends. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting.
Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty and eternal God, worthy to be held in reverence by all people everywhere, give you humble and sincere thanks for the innumerable blessings that you have bestowed on us without any merit or worthiness on our part. We especially praise you for preserving for us your saving word and the holy sacraments. Grant and preserve to your holy church throughout the world purity of doctrine and provide faithful pastors to preach your word with power. Help all who hear the word rightly to understand and truly to believe it. Bless Sharon Murphy, Christine Haga, David Haga, Pat Palm, Hannah Legros, Pastor Bender, Gabrielle Hartwig, Pastor Canopy, and Doris Erickson celebrating baptismal birthdays. Send laborers into your harvest and open the door of faith to those who do not know you. In mercy, bring to repentance the enemies of your church and grant them amendment of life. Protect and defend your church in all tribulation and danger. Strengthen us and all fellow Christians to set our hope fully on the grace revealed in Christ and help us to fight the good fight of faith that in the end we may receive the salvation of our souls. Lord, in your mercy. Bestow your grace on all nations of the earth. Bless especially our country, her inhabitants, and all who are in authority. Let your glory dwell in our land that mercy and truth, righteousness and peace may abound in all places. We commend to you Doug and Pat Palm, Reverend Matthew and Amy Uttenreither, Steve and Sandy Lewick celebrating wedding anniversaries that they may be preserved in the love of Christ. We commend to you the care of our schools, especially Peace Lutheran Academy, as we look forward to calling an ordained headmaster. Bless our children that they may grow in useful knowledge and Christian virtue and bring forth the wholesome fruits of, faith, of life. Lord, in your mercy. Graciously defend us from all calamity by fire and water, from war and pestilence, from scarcity and famine, from every other evil. Protect and prosper all in their rightful callings and let all useful arts flourish among us. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, be the God and Father of the lonely and the forsaken, the helper of the sick and needy, the comforter of the distressed and those in sorrow. We especially pray for Louise Bollmeyer, receiving treatment for an infection in her leg and compression fractures in her back. Paul Schneider undergoing heart testing and further treatment. David Steinhild undergoing cardiac testing. Paul Kowalczyk recovering from a stroke. Barb Levon from hospitalization and complications after back surgery. Jeremy Lafour and his family as he battles ALS. Gabby Hartwig in treatment for childhood cancer. Reverend Timothy Kinney for multiple myeloma. Erwin Cabrera and Tom Pinzel for bladder cancer. Jim Nietzsche for lung cancer. Abu Ruyeba Amaso and Jill Franklin for breast cancer. And Allison Witte. Bring healing according to your will. 
sustain them with your grace and spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, you alone make the decisions of life and death. We commend to you our brother Roger Laubenstein in hospice care. Attend him with your holy angels. Guard him from every assault of the evil one. Grant him your peace and the sure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, your Son in his incarnation took on human flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary. He submitted to his mother, honoring and obeying her, so fulfilling the commandment where we have not. On this Mother's Day, graciously accept our thanksgiving for our mothers, whom you have given to us. Teach us to honor them aright, loving, obeying, and giving thanks for them, as is fitting in your sight. Strengthen all women with child, and give them safe delivery. Comfort all women who long to have children but cannot, that they may find their consolation in you and your unfailing love. Lord, in your mercy. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, grant us by true faith and a godly life to be prepared for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour comes, support us by your power and receive us into your heavenly kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. and salutary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, and most especially are we bound to praise you on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying he has destroyed death. And by his rising again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you, body and soul, in the true faith, unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen.
body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you, body and soul in the true faith, into life everlasting. Depart in peace.
thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. Praise be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen, amen,
Welcome to the Divine Service this morning. A couple of things to highlight for you. The 